This is the What's Brewing Podcast, brought to you by Ronald Blue Trust. Wisdom for wealth, for life. Here's your host, the voice of the BJU Bruins, Johnny Gamut. What's up, Bruin Nation? Johnny Gamut on the What's Brewing Podcast. Have uh, Coach Burton Uaro with us from the men's basketball team. Hard to believe we are... Uh, set for basketball again here in just a couple of weeks uh coach thanks for taking the time to join us today we appreciate it yeah glad to be back talking about basketball coming up this season you know you guys are uh we're, we're as i said we we have talked about in, in previous seasons you know the struggles that you guys went through so i'm not going to focus as much on last season but one of the things that you guys did as a coaching staff was after looking at last season, came into this season saying we need to really have a lot more depth and a lot more bodies of guys that we can call on if we do run into injuries and, and things that we ran into last year. So this year, a, a much bigger roster um, from from front to back. Um, so let's just talk about kind of some, again, some of the reasonings behind getting more bodies in so that we could uh, be more successful. Well, we had been talking about starting a varsity reserve program anyway, and it's the difference between varsity reserve and JV is a lot of schools' JV programs, they are specifically JV, and that's the only um, only games they're going to play in, which is usually somewhere around 10 or 12 games a year. And so starting this year with the varsity reserve team, we are going to have only six games uh, but I do want those guys to have the opportunity, if if it presents itself, to be able to to be on the varsity team as well. And so we do have a lot of depth. If you look at it that way, we're not going to travel large, but we've got um, we've got a lot of height on that varsity reserve team uh, with two freshmen that came in. Uh, we have a lot of depth at guard, but each one of our guards does something specifically really well that maybe another one doesn't and so uh, I foresee some of them playing a lot in certain types of games and some others playing a lot in other types of games I don't think uh, any coach right now goes into their season with a set rotation in their mind I think they're we're so early we just finished our first week of practice and I think we have to let it play out and uh, form our lineups after we have a couple more weeks under our belt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the depth of the guard position and, and something we wanted to talk about is, you know, we get some of those returners back, Chapman and, and Nate, who were both out with injury last year. Um, but but you bring in guys like John Allen and Daniel Fuller and these guys who, who really were kind of thrust into very major roles for us last year. So how do you think that is going to benefit as a whole to have John and, and Daniel get that real firsthand like sink or swim type experience coupled with Nate and Chap coming back? So I've had them working, both Daniel and John, I've had them working uh, with the new guys because I think they're going to be the best ones to say, hey, just because it's not going well for you the first week of practice, that doesn't mean it won't go well from you. At this point last year, those guys weren't even really on the team. They were practice players. And uh, by the time we played Furman, uh, John was starting and Daniel was getting a lot of minutes off the bench and by the time we got to Christmas they were both starters and they finished out the year that way on a team that went to the region championship and so those two guys starting in a region championship game playing in a national tournament uh, going from not being on the team to starters you know 
the new guys have no choice but to listen to them and and say, listen, here's two guys who who have done what they're telling us to do. They've lived it out and they've been rewarded because they just came in and, and worked hard every day. As you guys look ahead to this season, you know I know the the schedule was just re- released a couple of weeks ago, and and once again we uh, are not slouching at all when it comes to a schedule. Uh, but one thing different about this year is just the the shortened um, uh, schedule in terms of uh, us going Division Three. So uh, talk about how uh, you and Coach Miller and, and some of the coaching staff, as you put the schedule together, of um, looking at that and saying because we have you know I think it's twenty five or something like that is is the is the max when we can do in a regular season. Um, because of that shortened schedule, it kind of makes you focus on, okay, now we really need to get the teams that we want to play against. Right. So we're playing four Division ones for semester. Uh, we're playing in a couple of D3 tournaments. And something I've said in, in other interviews, but it bears repeating, uh, our school has beat beaten D1s and D2s, but we haven't beaten D3s in basketball. And so I think it's very important with as large as this freshman class is and um, as we head into Division Three, this freshman class is going to be the group that that is fully Division Three in a couple years. And uh, so I, f- I feel this schedule for semester is really going to cause them to grow up quickly it forces you to confront your weaknesses in in a way quicker manner mm-hmm. than you normally would, and that's something that none of us really like to do, but it, it's crucial for us to do on and off the court. Yeah, absolutely. And and going along with that, you know, you have some people, or I've had some people who say, you know, why do we play against these D ones when, uh, you know, uh, most of the time, anytime a smaller school plays against a D one, you're you're setting yourself up for yeah. d- for a loss and sometimes a 30, 40 point loss. And so, just talk about the um, the 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 reason that you guys do that in terms of playing against those high levels. I mean, even last year playing against Garner Webb, a team that went to the, to March Madness and, and played in March Madness, and and what that does to help uh, really show your weaknesses as a team. Yeah, sometimes people don't like coach speak, and people <laughs> get tired of hearing that this is the toughest schedule we've ever had. But it is. We we've never played four D ones in a season before, and so just because. Uh, Alumnus have have already done played D ones or even beaten a D one. Nobody has played uh, four D ones in a in a matter of a couple of weeks uh, since we've been here. And what we focus on here, we don't ever 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 talk about championships because you can't control that. There there are injuries, there are referees, there are slippery floors, tight rims. There's a bunch of different things that can prevent you from winning a championship. Uh, but what you can control is we we talk about on a daily basis having a culture of improvement because that is something you can control. And so I believe if they improve how they're supposed to be on a daily basis, they can put themselves in a position to be competing for a region championship and possibly even a national championship. But we don't talk about that. And so when we go into the games like that where we are really overmatched height-wise, speed-wise, going against guys who are who are on athletic scholarships and they've been able to practice year-round with their coaches, that that's what we can take from it. We can really put into action this is what we need to improve on and we do that. We try to do that every time out. We don't look to improve after the game. We try to get better during the game against those D1s and some of that comes in the form of 
maybe not X's and O's, but maybe it's just mental toughness. Maybe it's just handling adversity. Uh, all of us want to go into a shell when we face adversity, and mm-hmm. that's the time where we need encouragement most. And so I personally look at those games as a chance to work on our intangibles, the the character things that that end up leading to victory because every coach and every team is using the same X's and O's throughout the country on the day that we're recording this podcast. They're all having the same type of practice. What is different are the character things and the intangible things. And I think facing adversity forces you to grow in those things quicker than it, than if you have a lot of success early. Absolutely. And then that translates over into second semester, at least, you know, for these seasons yeah. right now, obviously it's going to change once we get full division three and playing more of a conference schedule and those kinds of things. But building that first semester schedule the way that we do, at least historically, the last couple of seasons has really paid dividends for us in second semester. Yes, it has. And you know, even last year, which was a tough year, we don't get to the region championship last year um, with uh, with the team that we had and how that team was constructed through injuries and everything. We don't get there if we hadn't faced uh, Furman when they were number 23 in the nation, had just beaten um, Villanova, just beaten Loyola, two Final Four teams. You know, we, we faced Furman. We, uh, as you said, we faced Gardner-Webb, who ended up having a – a good showing in the national tournament and those really helped us uh, again with the intangibles um, not being separated when you're going through tough times but coming together all of those things bore fruit second semester I don't want to give the guys too big of a head here uh, who are listening to this podcast, your players, but as you look, you and your coaching staff, as you look at this team this year, what are you excited about in, in the players that you have for this year? Well, when you look at their bios, um, they all come from winning programs. And, you know, I can't speak for all the recruiting classes, for all the sports that we've had here, but I do know that that's an important thing. And I'm, I'm not sure how much that has really happened here. Maybe it's happened a lot and I'm just not aware of it. But I'm really excited at the programs that they come from. They're used to winning, they're, they're used to doing what it takes to win, um, both on and off the court. I've got a couple of guys that are that have really excelled academically in high school and, and won a lot of awards for that. Um, you know, I like I said, there there's some guys who are really good at some things that we haven't really had. We have some really good penetrators. We have some really good shooters. You know, having Trent transfer here from College of Charleston, he saw something when he played against us a couple of years ago. Uh, he kind of put in the back of his mind that if he wanted to transfer after graduating uh, from College of Charleston, that this is somewhere where he might want to come. So I think that's a testimony to how we performed in our D1s, and I'm really looking forward uh, to what he can bring. He's he's injured right now. We had Coach Ring do our DISC assessments, um, learning about our personalities, our behavior profile, and just summarizing it really quickly, we have a bunch of guys who basically are just really good teammates. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, that is the over, overriding uh, similarity that we saw in all our DISC profiles. They are just really good teammates. They love each other. Um, they're going to be the kind of guys who, who defend each other. And I'm really proud right now of, of how the team was constructed, how, 
how God has blessed recruiting and how the guys have performed so far in the work they did by themselves in the preseason and, and what they've done during our first week of practice. Obviously, you don't want to give away strategy or anything like that, but um, can we can we expect as fans and as people who follow the program the similar style of play or are there ways you guys are changing things up at all this year or um, just based upon – I mean, you, you have coaches who I've got my system, I'm not going to change my system, and I recruit for that system. And then you have other coaches who go based on the, the recruits and the talent that they get. They kind of mold and shape that system. So um, just with the guys that we have coming in, a couple, with the guys we have coming back what do we you know kind of what's the what's the sales pitch of the of the brand of basketball we're going to see this year well the trend from europe over the past few years has been positionless basketball and i have done that in my first two years here but we're we're looking to play more more that way which is really how the game is supposed to be played. If you look at what is popular in Europe uh, sport-wise and that soccer, and really basketball is becoming more like soccer where there's not a whole lot of set plays, there's not a whole lot of coach-led instruction where people only feel like they're coaching if they're standing up yelling the entire game. I really think most of the coaches' instruction nowadays is coming in, in what they're able to do in practice. And the guys really enjoy playing that way. I think that's the way basketball was intended to be played from the very beginning. And um, I, I can, I am hoping that we play more up-tempo. We have the depth to do that. And, you know, they have to earn the right to do that because the playing up-tempo becomes uh, the danger of having a lot more turnovers. But you do have a lot more possessions. And we are going to have a lot more turnovers for a while. There's really no way to skip that part in the process. But... Um, that is my goal. My goal is to be able to play more people a game, play at a faster pace, and um, be be a little bit more exciting to watch. As you guys come into this season, again, I know a big thing for you guys is, is having that theme um, for the year, whether it's a spiritual theme or, or kind of a, a theme just in general. So as you've talked to the guys, uh, you know, as you said, you haven't been together that long. Uh, first practice was October 15th. Um, but what's what's kind of the mission, the, the, the main theme this year? Um, we've been talking really, it hasn't been a one word thing, really. It's, it's been about that culture of improvement. Mm-hmm. The older guys have been to a national championship game, lost by a bucket, been through a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, before I got here, they went out to Iowa and and played really well in their first national tournament appearance. So uh, some of the, the veterans have a lot of experience. And then we have a lot of freshmen who don't have any college experience and there's a wide chasm in between the freshman class and the senior class there's only a few guys uh, that kind of help bridge that gap and and so I think a culture of improvement again is what we can control Uh, these guys that are veterans they know that that's what it really takes they know that talking about championships in October is kind of fool's gold um, that anybody can talk about it but it takes a lot a lot more to actually do it and so that culture of improvement has really been our theme so far 
That's great. It's awesome. Uh, basketball just around the corner, Bruins fans. So remember, you can keep up with what the Bruins are doing online at BJUBruins.com. And, uh, and then it's a whirlwind all the way until March. So uh, stay up with the Bruins accounts as well on social media. They do a great job on their social media accounts at BJUBruinsMBB for men's basketball. They're on Twitter and Instagram and also on Facebook as well. So uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Again, thanks for taking the time to listen. I'm Johnny Gamut, and that's what's you've been listening to the what's brewing podcast subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform provider or catch up on previous episodes at bjubruins.com slash podcast what's brewing is brought to you by ronald blue trust wisdom for wealth for life